there's a lot of reasons to overlook this album, this Black Sabbath album. Why? There was the way they got together, the new singer. There was the Stonehenge monument that apparently, in a, a bit of a Spinal Tap moment, or this is Spinal Tap moment, sometimes didn't fit into the uh, into the rooms that were they were playing and there was the joining after Bill Ward left the drummer the joining of Beth Bevan on drums I mean he's a big drummer but yeah this is Born Again it's the 83 album and you know the story around this and I and maybe after the fact it's people getting their you know, getting their recollections in. The story that is told is that they went to the pub, um, Giza and Tony and Ian Gillen, and they got drunk. And the next thing Ian Gillen knew was his manager phoning him up and saying something to the words to the effect of, well, you might, you might at least tell me when you join a new band. And he had joined, he didn't know. There's also the story around him not really... The lyrics not really going in from the Sabbath songs and him having the songs in a, a, a loose-leaf folder that he could turn with his feet because he's barefoot. But what he didn't realise, during, during gigs this is, but what he didn't realise is they were on the floor, he was turning the, the, um, the pages and uh, he'd forgotten about dry ice. So he couldn't really see those lyrics, which meant that he had to get on the floor. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but it's a damn good story and there were quite a lot of those stories which hamstring, yes, they hamstring the quality of this album. And I've always thought it was not really ideal, but someone asked me if I would review this album, which came from me, uh, from the Deep Purple podcast, which is a fantastic podcast, and you really should be listening to it for all Deep Purple and associated information and bands and views and all of that. Um, they very kindly suggested that I'm doing more Deep Purple stuff than they are at the moment because I've been on a run of looking at uh, associated acts and um, this is one of them. I always thought this album was one to sort of pass over and I like Never Say Die. So for me to think about passing over this not ideal I even like some of the the stuff with Tony Iommi's Black Sabbath I even like some of that stuff I'm even quite interested in Forbidden album yeah so you can see how this fits into the canon as I believe first of all listening back to this album the general feeling is that this album is a kind of Grand Guignol kind of horror feel there's real drama to it and um that doesn't sometimes come off it's quite a lot of as you know and as you'll as you'll know if you've heard this album keyboards you know um giving scary our stonehenge has got that kind of feel to it the dark has got the growling in it and things like disturbing the priest is sort of it's got a, 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 an early on feel of putting that drama forward, almost filmic music. 
There's a big beat, there's spiked guitars in here. It is almost as if it's something growing and it does eventually become a rock song with a big beat, yeah, with a, a nice sheen. It's neither one thing nor the other here, but the sheen is the thing that sometimes works. Trashed, fast, sleek, good accessible rock, nice spiky solo, sounds a bit like a, a Gillan Band track, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, Zero the Hero should be a, a big beat swaggering song. It does contain the, the line, possibility, pissability. I'm sometimes not a great fan of Gillan's wordplay in that way, and I'm not a great, great big fan of that, and I'm not sure how you can be. It does sway, though. It, it does churn. It's got a huge, rangy Iomi solo and some horror-style dramatic synths in there. It's all right, actually. Later on, they um, they have a sort of never-say-die feel to, to, to the tracks. Hotline is open. It's accessible. It's commercial hard rock. And Keep It Warm has a bit of both. It grinds away, has a real openness to allow you to get right into the song. It's got a short but effective punchy solo and there are some really, there are some really interesting tracks here. It doesn't sound like Sabbath. It sounds like what Sabbath might become later on and it sounds a bit like Never Say Die. One issue is the mix which is muddy and trying to get all that, that atmosphere in there has pushed out some of the music. Plus you've got that cover, which is just, it's difficult to like. With that day glow, the demon baby on the front, with all that day glow, the, you know, the red and all that kind of stuff. It's not ideal. And um, it is a hard to like album, but listening again, it's got some really good tracks on it. It isn't though an album that I'll go back to again and again. And I'm sure there are people for whom this may be one of their Sabbath favourites. I'm not one of those, but it was good to hear it again. I don't ever want to hear Pissability Possibility again, though. Ta-ta.